Scalps do not come one size fits all. So why does the program have to be? We're going to talk about that today. This is Scouting on Purpose podcast, where we share tips and strategies to help you grow and improve your unit. I'm your host, Mark Cherry, and I have been a leader in Scouts BSA for nine years. And at this time, I have made a lot of mistakes and had a few success. I would like to share those with you here. And if this is your first time, don't forget to like and follow so you don't miss a future podcast. The mission of the Boy Scouts of America is to prepare young people to make ethical and moral decisions over their lifetime by instilling in them the values of the Scout Oath and the Scout Law. For some of you, yeah, you remember that. For others, you probably just heard that for the first time, or you're trying to memorize it. But that sets the ground rules for this podcast. When dealing with scouts that have disabilities, it can be tough to navigate those waters. There are two kinds of exemptions that BSA offers, depending on what kind of disability the scout has. The other exemption is substitutions. And obviously it depends on which kind of disability the scout has as to which exemption they need, if or, or maybe both. Both of them require counsel to be involved. Why? Well, because as soon as we start offering exemptions, we, there is an inherent risk of it being abused. I mean, what scout wouldn't love to take an easier path, right? The key to remember when dealing with scouts that have any form of disability is that advancement is a method of scouting and not the mission itself. Hence the reason why the scout mission at the beginning of the podcast. So let's break it down for each program, Cub Scouts and BSA. Well, in the Cub Scouts, the standard for scouting is to do your best. And if that's the case, then it is kind of hard to really need an exemption. Because all we ask is that the scouts do their best. It is completely up to the Cub Master and the committee to decide what kind of exemption, if any, is necessary. So let's take it for an example. Scouts need to do a two-mile hike in the woods. Well, if a scout isn't able to walk, then it would be kind of hard for that scout to participate. So it'd be up to the committee to decide what kind of exemption were we going to offer the scout. Maybe they can ride along in a cart. Just being present will be the exemption. Or maybe they can take a shorter walk, depending on what kind of disability they have. The key is to do not exclude, but to include. And that's pretty much it for Cub Scouts. Like I said, in Cub Scouts, the standard is to do your best. Now, when it comes to Scouts BSA, it's a little more difficult and a lot trickier because the requirements are rigid. But BSA did write those requirements so that there is some leeway built into them. For example, when it says to make a list, it does not say how to make that list. If the scout has dysgraphia and his handwriting is almost unreadable, then perhaps allowing the scout to type it or say it 
would be an appropriate exemption. So you do not need to run that up to council to see if that's okay with them. You are making that decision at the unit level and that's okay. If the scout is having a difficult time doing a physical fitness side of it, then that would be up to the committee to say, the scout did do what they can do. So if the scout was required to walk a mile, well, okay, if it took him all day to walk a mile because he has a disability, then that's okay. Accommodations do not have to change the requirement. A scout that is missing a limb can ask for an assistant, obviously for tying lashings or knots, etc. Uh, they are going to need help, but it doesn't say in the requirement that on your own, it just says to tie a lashing. So there again, it's written into the requirement to offer leeway. Now on areas you really do want to get your council involved, and I would recommend that, that if you have a disabled scout in your troop, it would be a good idea to let council know, to get them involved and have them be a part of the process of advancement. It does two things. One, it safeguards the scout in their advancement. And two, it protects you from possibly making a wrong decision that could affect the scout later on. But BSA can offer substitutions for Eagle required and using non-Eagle required. I, did not see, I have not seen a situation like this, but it is a possibility. If a scout isn't able to go swimming, can't walk, and therefore can't ride a bike or hike, well then a substitution for that eagle required would be required. Scouts are able to remain in the program longer than normal. If a scout is mentally younger than the rest of their scouts, then they would be allowed to stay in long past their 18th birthday. That way they can fulfill the requirement. And again, you'd want to get counsel involved. A scout can also register for the program at a much older age. Again, if the scout is not mentally the same age as people in his class, then it would not be smart for us to force, say, to force him into the troop or to say, oh, you're too old, you can't join. Remember, the BSA mission is for all the youth of America. Now, when it comes to dealing with the scouts, the ones that are not following under the disability, it can be a little tricky. The best thing to do is to go ahead and have a conversation with those scouts at a troop meeting. Let them know, hey, little Johnny is going to be coming into the troop and he is autistic or he is confined to a wheelchair or he was, he does not have an arm, whatever. The reason we want to do this is because we don't surprise the scouts and we get them on board. Let them know up front that bullying and teasing is not gonna be acceptable and that a scout is a brother slash sister to every scout. Another thing you wanna do is talk to the parents of the scout joining your troop. Ask them what their plans are. 
I've got a scout who has joined our troop, and the primary goal is to give them social skills and to teach them personal growth. Eagle is probably not in his future. I'm not gonna not I'm not going to stop trying. He will have every opportunity to advance like every other scout, but his mom has already said that that's probably not going to be his future. We just want him to be a part of the program. And that's okay. Because advancement is just a method of scouting. It is not the mission. Now, the most common type of disability that I have seen is what is commonly referred to as non-neurotypical. And unfortunately, these are hidden. They're, they're not obvious to us. It is important to not diagnose these yourself. Unless on the rare case that you are the doctor for this scout. Uh, in which case, um, forget what I'm, just ignore me. However, it is important that we do not diagnose them. These common disabilities are ASD or Autism Spectrum Disorder, ADHD, ADD, etc. That does not mean the scout cannot join the program. In fact, I've seen it that this is the best program to put them in because they get a little bit of something from every avenue of life. If they liked robots, we have a robotic side. If they like swimming, they can go do swimming. If they want to, oh, rock climbing, I've never done that. And then they try it and then, oh my Lord, they are the going to be rock climbing professionals. We don't know. But BSA offers a little something for everyone. Now, in all of these cases, it is a fantastic idea. I encourage it. No, I would require it. It's to get your unit commissioner and your district executive involved. These guys are your friends. They want to see your program succeed as much, if not more, than you do. They are a valuable tool and a resource. And we're going to talk about these two players in future podcasts. But before we leave, I want to leave you with a story of two scouts, Scout A and Scout B. Scout A has been in the program since a Tiger. Currently, he is a sophomore in high school. And I've known this scout literally the entire path. Now, when he joined the troop, we did not expect to have to deal with a fear of being in the outdoors. And at his first summer camp, it was brutal for him. And it caused a mental block for him, and he is no longer able to go camping in the outdoors. Not without his dad present. I'm not for sure why. But he told me, kind of just want to hang out with my friends. And go some camping sometimes. Okay, that is fine. This program is still for you. So I made him a promise that I would get him to first class before he's 18 years old. The other one, Scout B, his mom contacted me through Scout Me In. And then I emailed her back. And she told me that her son was on the spectrum. And she didn't know if this program would be okay for her son. I said, absolutely, it's okay. 
I have got several scouts in my troop who are on the spectrum already. So I told him what involving him would look like. We'll add the scout to the patrol and we'll see how he adapts to each. We'll see how he gets along with the rest of the patrol mates. If he does not fit in that patrol, we have the ability to move him. However, this scout did phenomenally mesh with the rest of his patrol. There were times where he kept feeling out of place. And so what I did was I noticed that the scout loved to keep time. It is 7.30. It is 7.45. Would you look at that? It is one hour and 22 minutes before we have to leave. And I'm like, you know what? Why don't you be my official timekeeper for my senior patrol leader? So now this scout, who was feeling a little out of place, had a position where he was needed. Now he goes camping with us, every camp out. And when he first joined, he told me, I don't think camping is for me. So there's a little success story. Guys, the thing to remember when it comes to scouts with disabilities is they're still scouts too. The scouts don't come in a cookie cutter mold. And there is not a certain kind of youth that fits the mold of a scout. In fact, I believe that every youth in America should be involved in this program somehow. Because then they would get skills that they're not going to get at their normal education system. Middle school, high school, private school, whatever they're, whatever they're doing. So that is all we have time for today. And I want to thank you for following me. It is, I've been watching the analytics and the channel is growing and that truly means a lot to me and did not expect it to take off like it is. But keep following, tell your friends, tell your neighbors. If they hate it, cool, just ask them to follow it anyways just because it helps me out. <laughs> uh, oh, and we have a Facebook page now. Uh, Scouting on Purpose is on Facebook where I would post updates about the podcast about future podcast. Uh, we're going to be looking at doing some Q and A sessions, um, and probably some interviews coming up soon. But anyways, go to Facebook and like my page there too, where you can get all the background information. And as always, guys, a quality program is no accident. So go scout on purpose. <laughs>